Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. This podcast episode is all about understanding what impacts our emotions. You know, what is what is impacting them? And we are going to emotionally our way through that and understand ultimately that the ego has a big part to play in all of this. Our emotions, just like our clothes, are on and off, right? Although often it can feel that our emotions are controlling us rather than us controlling our emotions. So in this episode, we will dig a little bit deeper into why that happens and how we can be a little bit more self-aware of what is going on so we can take back that control. It's important to remember, though, that we are not our emotions. You are much more than that, right? It's not about I am angry. I am happy. It's about I'm feeling those things. You are more than your emotions. So remember that today, wherever you are in the world. So there's a couple of things that impact our emotions. And I've actually written an article on this and you can find it on modernmindgroup.co.uk and you can check it out on the blogs and literally just type in what impacts emotions. And these 10 things are going to come up. So I'm going to talk about them. um, And then I'm going to go into the the ego a little bit more. So number one, sleep impacts our emotions. I know it impacts mine. If I haven't had enough sleep, oh, goodness me, Lord help you. (laughs) If you cross my path when I'm a little bit irritable, no, I'm not that bad. But ultimately, sleep will definitely impact how we feel, right? If we're having too little It changes our emotions and it changes how we feel. Food and drink, right? Food and drink will definitely um, change our emotions. My my brother and I call it being hangry. I don't know if you guys uh, call it being hangry, but when I am so hungry that it starts to, you know, take over me, I become irritable, I really, really want to eat things, then it is this hangry uh, situation that we can go into. My brother kind of just hovers around the kitchen. And I do think to myself, well, he's very lucky that uh, he has amazing people that are there to to create this lovely food for him. Uh, But ultimately, that kind of really does impact us if we've had and but then at the same time, we can have too much food, right, that that can impact us that we don't want to do anything. We feel quite lazy we feel sluggish you know if we eat a lot of um sort of starchy carbohydrates you know we can feel quite tired afterwards right so food and drink definitely impact our emotions 
Next one, number three, is body language and posture. We know that over 80% of what we do is all about our body language. Well, actually, experts will argue that it's somewhere between 73% and 90% of what we do or, or communicate is through our body language or our nonverbal. So it does have a big impact on that. So our brain feeds off our body language. And you may have heard other people say, you can't feel down if you're looking up. What a great thing. What a great little bit of a, a technique that you can use. If you look up, uh, then it can help you feel a little bit more raised in your mood. And also we know that people will stand in a power pose for two minutes to give them that confidence uh, and lower that cortisol level, you know, hands on your hips, kind of looking like you're a superhero. I can definitely help. Exercise. Number four, exercise is a massive um, impactor of our emotions. When we exercise, we, you know, release endorphins that can make us feel good, but also it lowers the level of cortisol. If you aren't doing um high cardiovascular exercise that moves into the zone where you are using less oxygen because then that will release cortisol so be mindful if you're feeling uh, quite anxious or stressed actually doing more moderate intensity exercise for longer periods of time will help you to reduce the calm and actually weightlifting would you believe because the more testosterone that you have in your body and that you release will lower cortisol they can't coexist um, so that's something to know from uh, my old personal training days. Thoughts. Our thoughts, right? Our thoughts really impact our emotions. And whilst we have emotions and then they go to thoughts, actually, if we intensify those thoughts, if we create this cycle of thought pattern, it will intensify then the, the emotion, right? They call it the anxiety cycle, where you can keep going round and round and round and every little thing will intensify it. So it will create the anxiety. So unless we break the pattern with the thoughts from uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, unless we break the pattern with the thoughts, we're not ultimately going to change much. We're just going to be looking at coping methods. So it really does start at the root of what we think and being able to catch ourselves, um, you know, helping our, con our, our conscious mind to help in our unconscious mind. OK, words and their power. Be mindful of what you say to yourself. You're always listening. It is one of my favorite quotes. So the way that we talk to ourselves, the way that we talk to others, our brain, we're always listening to that. So think about or, or try to, you know, even just record a conversation that you have with someone. What words are you using? Are you using positive language? Are you using language that says you can do something or are you saying, oh, I never do this or I can't do that? You know, this impacts our emotions and the way that we feel. We start to tell ourselves a narrative that can really change and impact what is going on. And then we've got breathing. Number seven, absolutely. Breathing can impact our emotions. I often find when I go to yoga, it's my, it's my like my guilty pleasure. I actually go to yoga not always to stretch though I know it's good for me but I actually go for the breathing at the end the kind of the meditation that happens for sort of like 10 to 15 minutes where we do you know really deep sort of um intercostal breathing we look at how we are breathing how long we're breathing for and I often find that when I am more anxious or I am feeling more nervous um that what will happen is my I've got more of a rapid breath or it takes I'm I'm expending the, uh, the the sort of oxygen or, or not so much as but the cardio <laughs> is the opposite um, of that that is being released right when you breathe out I find that my breath out can be quite quick and when we're in more of a calm state our breath out will be a lot lot slower 
Uh, and then the next bit, the next one on the list is music. And I was talking about this in a room not too long ago this morning about how music really impacts our emotions. You know, um, whilst my mum, my mum was a singer, my mum uh, sings on cruise ships, she used to sing, uh, you know, all through my life, I remember singing and blasting music out. Although even though it can make you happy, it can also help you to shake it off, right? Just like Taylor Swift said, just shake it off, let it go. So I remember that often maybe my dad would maybe annoy her and the next thing she'd be blasting out chain reaction by Diana Ross just to kind of like you know get her back in a happy mood or something um so music does definitely help and impacts our emotions so be mindful what are you listening to and uh, and what is it telling your brain uh, and number nine the environment I talk about the canary concept and many people that know me will know I've, I've talked about this quite a bit because many many years ago in coal mines and I know I'm Welsh so I'm talking about this so it's, not, it's, it's pretty typical of Welsh people to talk about coal mines but years and years and years ago in the coal mines uh, the miners before they had um, sort of sensors they used to take canaries down into the coal mine right canaries these beautiful yellow birds that they would take down into the coal mine and within the coal mine the canary would be there and if the canary stopped singing then they would know that it was a toxic environment that the gas there was about to be an explosion or a gas leak and they would know that they needed to get out right so the canary stopped singing and that's what can happen in our life if we're in a toxic environment surrounded by toxic people and not in a, a toxic work culture then our environment is going to impact our emotions absolutely right? We know that. So be mindful of, of where you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with, because it really will impact, you know, canaries only sing <laughs> when they're in good environments and, and think that, am I singing? You know, I'm, when I'm happy, I like to sing. Um, so, so be mindful of, of what's going on in your environment. And number 10, which we are going to dig into this morning and in this podcast is all about our ego our ego absolutely number one but I didn't want to talk about it first because there's quite a bit to go into about it but the ego will absolutely impact our emotions without a doubt so what is the ego the ego is our self-identity it is the things that we associate with within our life okay and I'll talk about some of those in a moment but when we think about ego it's important to remember that it's not just about pride it's not just about this rock star like yeah absolutely woohoo I'm a rock star in life or whatever we're, we're telling ourselves not this manifestation of the external ego that often we can associate with rock stars or potentially famous people the ego we all have the ego is actually something that's internal it's something that's inside us and yes even granny doris every single person that might appear quite humble has an ego it's how aware are they of that ego and how aware are they of being able to spot what is going on with their behavior that is actually being triggered by the ego so we all have an ego and our ego basically drives our wants and needs that's what it is so any sentence where you sort of say I am so I am Melissa I am Welsh I am so anything that you say with I am right so your name your age your religion and your beliefs if you think about your name just take this as an example 
if anyone has said to you in your life, and I mean, I've said this when I was younger and I didn't actually realize the impact of it. But if somebody says to you, oh, you don't look like a Melissa. No, you don't look like a Melissa at all. It impacts how you feel because that's part of your identity, right? That your name is part of who you are. But if we can catch the ego and we can notice that if we get offended by that, we can talk to our ego and say, hey, it's okay. Like, it doesn't really matter. You know of your name. You know other people do. It's one person saying something. It's okay. It's just a name. Then we can quieten down the ego. So that's an example of something that may happen. So, you know, names, age, religion, beliefs, the things that we've attached ourselves to. And, and that's what, uh, what is a great place to start when it comes to the ego but we can go into a lot more information a little bit deeper on this i hope that you are listening to this if you're in the clubhouse room and you're sort of thinking oh yeah that that actually makes sense that person does things like this or, or maybe it's happened to you so how do we control the ego well as i just alluded to if we have a higher level of self-awareness then we can catch what the ego is doing or saying and uh, our sneaky ego, right? Or our monkey brain, as some people may say it. And we can kind of bring it back into check. And we can, like I said, we can talk ourselves around and say, hey, hang on a minute. Is that about you or is it about them? Is that really a big issue or is it not? Do you need to be right or is everybody right? <laughs> you know, do you, is this something that we need to have a, a conversation about or is it something we can let go, right? So you can you can calm your ego. And as long as you can see it, you can talk to it and you can reflect on it, then chances are you won't let your ego control your emotions and control your life. But a lower self-awareness, it will control your behavior. We see this often with people. But hang on. But how do I know? What are the telltale signs that an ego may be actually controlling someone's behavior how would I know that how do I know that about maybe the people around me or or maybe how I'm behaving well it has some characteristics okay so the ego associates having with being I talked about this on the last podcast episode as well it's this kind of hedonic adaption this happiness trap that if oh well, if I just have that I'll be happy if I can just get that if I can get that house it says I'm great if I can get that car it says I'm amazing when actually that's not necessarily the truth, right? We, we don't need those things. We can, we can be happy and we can be satisfied with what we have right now. Again, catching the ego, okay? And it's okay to want great things, and, and, but it's about how much and whether they are taking over your life, okay? Comparing to others. This is another characteristic of the ego, comparing to others. We compare ourselves. We compare ourselves to uh, ourselves. We compare to our previous states and that can affect our behavior in the current now. So comparing ourselves, this definitely will lead us down to a, a very emotional state. Never being satisfied. So I talked about that a little bit about with the having with the being, but never being satisfied in life and being able to have that gratitude. That is a characteristic of the ego and seeking the approval of others, kind of validation or doing things that other people agree with, not maybe what you agree with and, and what you believe in in life. So those are some of them. So how do we, you know, how do we find that? Remember that the brain wants us to survive and not thrive. So it's very much about this kind of curious and competitiveness as in humans. And again, being mindful of that to bring us back into the thrive zone rather than the survive. It does those things because it wants us to survive, right? It wants us to have more of a herd mentality rather than a pioneering mentality. 
So the ego impacts emotions. Yeah, but how? So I'm talking about all these things, but how does that impact our emotions? Well, we know that excessive attachment creates suffering, absolutely creates suffering. Attachment to things, people or ideas creates a belief. Okay. And we tell ourselves that belief, right? Tell ourselves that belief. And then we have an emotion that kicks in because of that attachment to the belief that we have. And they're often negative. Our our emotions that come with our beliefs can often be quite negative ones because again, it's about survival rather than about thriving. And then that will drive our behavior. And then it can intensify and keep going around. So those four points, attachment, belief to emotions, and then to our behavior. So there's a bit of an ego checklist that you can use. And there's there's eight things that are on the ego checklist. Okay. So if you've got a pen and paper and you're listening or you want to pause this and you want to go and grab a pen and paper, then please do. Number one, enhancing value through people. How strong or how much do you do this on a scale of one to 10, 10 being extremely high, one being not at all, right? How much do you enhance your value through people? That's number one. Uh, And what I mean by that is that you tell people that you're associated with a certain person, that you have to be in a certain crowd, you know, oh, I have to be a member of the golf club or whatever it may be. Now, I understand that there's a certain worth in networking when it comes to business, but often if we're putting people too high on a pedestal, then again, it could be part of what is going on with our ego. Okay. Gossiping. How much do you gossip on a scale of one to 10? Right? Gossiping is a sign of the ego, the ego kicking in to talk about maybe others misfortune uh, so that you feel a little bit more superior, right? The ego wants to feel superior. And that is what this checklist is about manifesting superiority how often do you manifest superiority in a way that you don't feel superior so you make yourself feel superior scale of one to ten do you do things that say that potentially put others down which elevates you Uh, that could be a sign of manifesting superiority and then we've got manifesting inferiority where someone is pretty good at what they do and they apologize for it all the time or they'll say oh yeah no it wasn't that good oh it wasn't that great yeah I'm just gonna give a rough go of this you know just to, so that actually they're really good at what they do but they manifest inferiority because the ego likes to hear the feedback the, the ego likes to hear oh Melissa you're great no you shouldn't say that about yourself you're so good uh, <laughs> notice these things happen they happen in clubhouse rooms they happen in social circles be mindful not not always and it's okay to show vulnerability but if you find that that person is kind of doing that a lot that could be a telltale sign do you do it Have you noticed whether you do it? Scale of one to 10, manifest superiority or manifest inferiority. Looking for fame, right? That five seconds of fame. I mean, I've done this. I wanted to ring up the radio and be on the radio or sometimes get up on the stage. Of course, like we've got to be where we've got to be. But again, if we've got that awareness of how much we're doing that and we can kind of pull it back, you know, then you're going to be quiet and in your ego. Just where is it on a scale of one to 10, right? Are you doing it for fame? Are you doing it for attention? Or are you doing it to help people? Are you doing it for a greater good? What is happening? Scale of one to 10. Being right. Okay. So how right do we want to be? This can be a relationship killer. Absolutely. You know, it's okay to not be right all the time and to just go, okay, 
I understand you have your opinion, I have mine, and we'll agree to disagree. Or, you know what? You're right. I don't need to be on this occasion because actually I'm, I'm pretty good at all these other things. I can quieten my ego down on this. So how often do you have to be right? And, you know, not apologizing is also a sign of this, right? It's your ego wants to feel superior so that you survive and not thrive. Remember that. And the last one, uh, sorry, the last two, uh, complaining points to blame. So basically, are you complaining about things or blaming other things or external factors for you not being able to do certain things uh, or not getting somewhere in your life? You know, how much are you blaming other things that have happened to you? If I, if this didn't happen to me, I could have done, right? Scale of one to 10, how much is there? And then the last one, how much do we seek attention, right? What are we seeking attention for? Okay, can we be, can we be present in our own company, right? Seeking attention. And I get that with business and being entrepreneurs, there is an element of this social media where we do, you know, we do want the awareness and the attention to what we do. But is it the awareness to what we do or is the attention to ourselves? Be mindful of that, scale of one to 10. So that is the ego checklist, okay? Now I'm going to, be coming back um, round to, to what I said earlier. Be mindful of how you speak to yourself. You're always listening, okay? The cognitive distortions we say, oh, I never lie. That's a bit of a cognitive distortion, right? <laughs> we will at times. So be mindful of what we say. And remember this about your problems in life. Problems only exist in the past or the future. They cannot exist in the present unless they are literally in front of you cannot exist in the present so aim to find a way to balance what is going on with your life be in the present a little bit more and you will have more clarity you will feel more relaxed and you will feel happier and more satisfied thanks for listening to the emotioneering podcast with me melissa curran today it's been great remember to subscribe to facebook linkedin youtube or all three you can also come to the website modernmindgroup.com where you can subscribe there, stay in contact and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now. With what is going on.